Hello again, this is Shelton Bumgarner, and today's podcast is about our fate. We have two fates ahead of us, autocracy and implosion. Anyway, today in Trumplandia, uh, we have uh, the Durham investigation. Now, for those of you who may not know what the Durham investigation is, as I understand it, the Durham investigation is led by a reasonably well-respected prosecutor. And it's about the origins of the uh, Trump-Russia investigation. I think that's what it's about. Anyway, it's not really important what it's about. What's important is what it's really about. And what it's really about is Trump trying to discredit not only the origins of the Mueller investigation, but also to uh, influence the election. Because it's looking, it's shaping up to be what will happen is the way that Mr. Durham will sort of protect his own reputation is that we're going to have a similar situation as to what happened with the uh, Mueller, Mueller investigation in the sense that Barr, Attorney General Barr, is just going to do a summary a preliminary summary of the investigation before the election, timed in such a way as for maximum damage to Joe Biden. Now, let me put that in context. The whole thing is politically, political, is brazenly politically motivated, and it would be pre, it's probably pretty easy to imagine a scenario whereby Barr comes out probably on the same day as uh, the Access Hollywood tape came out four years ago, and, and insinuate that Joe Biden will be indicted after the election. And maybe even Barack Obama will be indicted after the election, given the political pressure that Bill Barr is facing from our <clears throat> mad king. So that is one of several ways that Trump is trying to influence the election. And it is probably going to serve as the second coming letter of 2020. And since the, something happens really late in the game, just before the election, that tips the scales. And that ev doesn't even begin to address the issue of potential direct, hack direct hacking on the part of the Russians as part of a quid pro quo for Trump removing one-third of our troops from Germany. He was, he's been quite adamant about that. He really wanted that to happen. And he's supposed to meet uh, Putin at the G20 very, very soon, I think. I'm pretty sure. He may have already met him, but I think I would have seen that in the news. Anyway, the point is, uh, that's that's sort of what's going on right now in the news. Uh, so let's go to sort of the main feature of this podcast, which is our two fates. We have two fates ahead of us. Autocracy and or implosion. Uh, I say that because the one fate that, that is obviously not going to happen is uh, a peaceful transfer of power. That's just not going to happen. Trump will never never leave office peacefully for any reason. He would rather burn the country to the ground than leave office and put himself at criminal risk on a personal level. So uh, let's let's think about the two options, the two fates that we have. And what that means in real terms. 
Now, one thing to, you have to take into consideration is that the harder it is for Trump to win, quote-unquote win, the more uh, radical he will grow. So I, I fully expect that, he, that things are going to be something that, given the momentum that Trump has for consolidating power, that uh, election night is going to be a dud. He's going to win straight out. And, that, and then what will happen is, yeah, a lot of Twitter liberals will get upset and they will rant, do long Twitter threads about how criminal it all is. But in the end, they're still a blue check and, and they don't want to risk their careers or their families or whatever. So it, it's just going to be a big dud. And and we'll, nothing will immediately change, but we will very obviously begin to drift towards a managed democracy like in Russia. So, uh, that's probably, I, if you, I would say like that's 90% chance that that's going to happen. Um, that's something really that we need to, uh, prepare ourselves for because what's going to happen is <clears throat> gradually over the course of 2021, Trump is going to really consolidate power through Bill Barr and all on in the, the sycophantic uh, edifice of the Republican Party, and by 2022, uh, it, I, I I really don't think that we will have an independent press in the way that we think of it now. Trump will. It could be, and really, it's just a matter of. How how uh, bright, uh, how greedy Trump becomes uh, when it comes to consolidating power in the sense does does he want to flip the house uh, by making it virtually impossible for anybody to you know will he take take what he's learned about the weakness of the center left in twenty twenty and apply it in twenty twenty two so that he wins even the house. And really, the, there are a number of nightmare scenarios where by 2022, he's arresting governors like Putin does. Uh, you know, Saturday Night Live has been canceled. Colbert has been canceled. You know, it, the list goes on. Uh, that's a real, real possibility. And I, and I, that's the possibility. That's what that's what I expect to have happen. Really, I mean, that if you if you if I had some money to bet. And you said, which, which option do you think is going to happen? I would say, man, it's going to be autocracy. We are going to be an autocracy. We are already an autocracy. We will be an autocracy. It's just a matter of perception. Because the frog is dead. Anyway, the other option is implosion. Now, this is a bit more difficult to pace out because there are lots of variables that I just don't, I just can't uh, figure out. Because they haven't happened yet. <laughs> So, in the implosion scenario, several things go wrong for Trump. Several big, big events go wrong. And he does not win on election night. And we enter a, a phase of post-election shenanigans on the part of Trump and Bill Barr, whereby they um, sort of force the issue in a very, very brazen fashion and what happens is <clears throat> they they radicalize 
the center left to a degree that it has not been radicalized to date. And a lot of the, the at the same time the rhetoric of the of the right, which is already ready and ready, ready to go for, you know, civil disobedience in a violent form, collide, and so we have you know, every day that we don't know who the president is, we're getting closer and closer to dueling presidents. Now, obviously, Trump thinks that once he replaces. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg on, on the Supreme Court that he will have his, you know, a safety a failsafe, and ultimately he will be able to um, to just win in the courts. Now the problem is that's very it's a very uh, strong strategy for him, but by the time if it if it's if if the way he does it. If the manner in which he does it is so brazen that it begins to sort of bump up against American self-perception that we are a free country, then it's possible, not probable, that we will implode in a rather dramatic fashion. Uh, and when I, what, what do I mean by implode? Well, I would say that, the, that we have a situation where First of all, there's significant consolidation between the blue and the red. Like if you're a red person in a blue state or a red, blue, blue person in a red state, you uh, are forced to leave your home because you do not feel safe. So there will be political refugees. Um, another thing is probably there will be some, like Fox News would be bounced off the cable in blue states and... MSNBC and CNN would be not bounced off cable in red states. And that, that's the kind of stuff that would happen that would definitely give us a, some sense that something bad was about to happen. And I think ultimately, at probably a little bit later, like maybe a week or so later, there could be a, a major, some sort of first strike on the part of you know, vigilante, right-wing vigilantes, and since the, uh, there's a coordinated assassination attempts across the country, major liberal figures, maybe an explosion here and there, uh, and ultimately uh, places like Trump Tower or uh, Fox News' headquarters in New York City would be gutted or attacked in some way. In fact, I would go so far as to say if there was some sort of revolution, which I do not want, that the storming of Trump Tower would be seen as something of the, like the storming of the Bastille in France during the French Revolution. It's very possible in the context of this scenario. I do not want that, but it's possible. Which uh, leads us to the, uh, the idea of how could a country uh, as prosperous and powerful as the United States collapse so abruptly? Uh... I would say it's in it's in large part if it happened it would be due to specifically Donald J Trump because there is a an expression called everything Trump touches dies and that would be exactly what would happen <laughs> uh pretty much what's the what's the biggest thing Trump's touched recently <laughs> the United States so uh and then what would happen is it's possible that the, even, even the military would not be spared and that military itself would collapse and we would have a situation where there would be 
we would balkanize, but then maybe there might in that power vacuum of balkanization, like California and maybe the the South, like the old Confederacy, would try would sort of essentially duke it out to see who gets the brand name of the United States. Uh, it's very possible, very unfortunate and tragic, but very possible. Anyway, uh, it, it, it does definitely makes you think about. Uh, who you are as a person and what you're willing to fight for. And as such, uh, I am thinking about going to New York City around the election, but I, it's very problematic for me to do that. Uh, I know, in a sense, I would be tempting fate. <laughs> I would be pretty much tempting fate. I would be putting myself in a position where I might get trapped in New York City, but that may think that that's probably the whole point of going to begin with. Because uh, I, I I make I like to compare myself to Trotsky, <laughs> which is very ridiculous because Trotsky was a, a brute and a thug and <laughs> pretty much stands for everything I hate. But uh, <laughs> but there's something about how Trotsky was such a screw up, but he managed to succeed despite himself is very appealing to me. He was a big screw up. <laughs> like he would just like when he was fighting with Stalin, he wouldn't go to meetings. He would just not show up. <laughs> Man, the fate of your your entire fate your the entire fate of the Soviet Union is at stake, and you just don't show up. So the, I find that very amusing. Like, why did he not show up? What was what, what was going on? Why was he? Did he choke? What you know? Did he have anxiety? What's going on? So anyway, <laughs> uh, but I, I I know myself well enough to know that I cannot. Uh, sit still and watch my country implode. And so I know inevitably I will in some way, <laughs> will in some way get involved. I may not survive the situation, but I can't help myself. Anyway, uh, in closing, uh, I, uh, continue to work on my novel and, uh, it's going quite well. And, uh, I, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is I sort of want to, Clear my palate in the mornings before I, I, I work on the novel. Uh, the novel is going really well. Uh, it's just the first draft. I hope, I hope, I hope to finish it by election day. Be interesting to see if that works out or not. Uh, I'm gonna have to work harder and faster. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, please, please share this podcast if you like it. Please, please, please give me some engagement. Give me a, like, give me some sense that someone out there likes this or whatever, because probably what will happen is uh, I'll, I'm going to do this until the election, and then maybe until at, if if the if the presidency isn't figured out election night, then maybe post that that post situation until we you know, to figure out you know either we implode or we go to autocracy. So. Anyway, this, it is fun to, because this reminds me of my old, my old uh, Blab show. Blab does not exist anymore, but on Blab I had, had, had a, something of a talk show, a morning talk show, and this kind of reminds me of that, and it was very enjoyable. So anyway, uh, I hope you have a great day, and uh, like I said, please, please give me some engagement. <laughs> this is Shelton Bumgarner, and you've been listening to What's the Crack? <laughs>